Hey there, prayer warriors. Mark here once again. Glad to be back with you. And um, yeah, let's just start off today with just a little bit of word of prayer. Uh, Lord, we just thank you and we give glory to you for all that you teach us just hearing your word, just studying your word, listening to your word. Uh, Lord, that's all we need these days in, in all aspects of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God because... Um, here we are in Acts 10. We've been working through the book of Acts with Luke is writing this. Um, you know, very much what he has investigated in, and he's talked to the apostles, and he's talked to others. Um, and we've got this very significant turning point in history here in Acts, Acts chapter 10. Um, it is absolutely amazing because if you realize up until now in the entire Bible, um, it's all been about the Jews. Now we started in New Testament and it's still about the Jews becoming Christians. We don't hear really a lot about Gentiles, do we? Well, it's because it hasn't been recorded. There's been nothing recorded about the Gentiles coming to Christ until Acts chapter 10. And here we've got something very close to my heart. We have a military leader who is the first recorded Gentile to come to know Christ. And so we've got Peter is involved. We've been studying a little bit about Peter and his prayer life, and he's an amazing prayer warrior. Um, he has come down from Jerusalem, down into law, just on the other side of Tel Aviv, and now he's out on the coast there in Joppa. Um, and he just brought Tabitha back to life and people believed and was all the Jewish brothers and sisters um, that prayed and, and they saw Tabitha do this and the Jewish brothers and sisters have come to Christ. And now we get into that great part and I'm going to read a lot to you today and we'll just discuss it as we go along. Um, Starting in, in chapter 10, there was a certain man in Caesarea, and Caesarea is about 30 miles north of where Peter is, north of Jaffa and, and, and Tel Aviv. It's right there on the coast. It's a beautiful area, a lot of history up there, and you'll hear a lot more about the history up there um, in the big arenas. And, and anyway, um, there was a soldier there. His name was Cornelius, and he was a centurion in the Italian regiment. And the Italian regiment was very specific. I mean, they were, they were the best of the best. They were the cream of the crop. And it says here in, in verse 2, he was a devout man and one who feared God with all of his household. So all of his kids and his family and relatives, he gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. And this isn't just any God. This is not Greek gods. This is our God. He prayed to God. And then in the ninth hour um, of the day, he clearly saw visions. Angel of God came in and said, Cornelius. And Cornelius sits up and he says, well, what is it, Lord? And the angel said, your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging 
with Simon a tanner whose house is by the sea. So he'll tell you what you must do. And so the angel departed and Cornelius called two of his servants and said, hey guys, you know, this is kind of what's going on. He explained to him and sent them off to Joppa to get Simon Peter or Peter um, and bring him back. And so the next day, Peter was there and he, he had just brought Tabitha back to life. And um, he was hungry, and, and suddenly for Peter, and this is a turning moment in Peter's life as well, um, he fell into a trance, and he saw heaven open up, and a great sheet bound at the four corners descended to him and let down on the, the four corners, and they were all the four-footed animals and beasts and creeping things and birds, and a voice came to him and said, "'Rise, Peter, kill and eat.'" Well, Peter responds, not so, Lord, I've never eaten unclean anything common. Um, and, and that was what the Jewish tradition was. They only ate specific things. They only talked to specific people. They only talked to the Jews. Um, and suddenly, God says, what God has cleansed, you must not call common. And so it was done three times. So Peter, you know, we kind of look at him, and he's a little bit of a slow learner. Um, so it was done three times to Peter. And so he wondered, well, what this meant. Well, then the men show up from um, there in Caesarea, Cornelius's guys, and they call and ask, to, you know, Simon Peter. And he said, well, the Spirit said to Peter, there's men seeking you. Rise and go down and go with them doubting nothing, for I have sent them. And so Peter sets up, and, and he's got to, you know, listen to it, because the three men come in and said, Hey, Cornelius, our boss is a just man, one who fears God, good reputation among all the nation of the Jews. And you have to also think that at the time, you know, the Romans um, were not probably the best folks in the world. They had crucified Christ, um, a behest of the Jewish leadership in Jerusalem just a number of years before. But so here's, here's a good guy who is a Roman legionnaire. And he said, you know, they were divinely instructed by a holy angel to summon you, Peter, to his house and to hear words from you. So they invited him up, and the following day, they just had 30 miles, um, whether they were on horses or however they got there, they entered Caesarea. Cornelius was waiting, and he called together all of his friends and all of his family. Um, and when Peter walked in, Cornelius fell at his feet, and Peter stood up and said, Whoa, dude, stand up. I myself am also a man. So he, they talked and they found out how they had come together. And he said to them, you know how unlawful it is, and this is the crux of the conversation, you know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one of the other nation. Remember that vision he had the day before? But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. This is a huge change. This is a huge leap. Um, and Cornelius said, well, four days ago, I was fasting until this hour. And at the ninth hour, I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in a bright cloth. And he said, Cornelius, your prayers have been heard and your alms are remembered in the sight of God. And so he called Peter. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, in truth, 
I perceive that God shows no partiality. So here, suddenly, we we're seeing this entire transition in our early church that they're opening the doors to the Gentiles. To the Gentiles, and it's absolutely amazing. And so God shows no partiality. And we read that throughout the entire Bible. And, and, and what happens is that as a result of this, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon those who heard the word. And they believed, and they were astonished. And many just came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out onto the Gentiles also. So this is a turning point in history and it's also recognition in our own lives. We're the Gentiles. We're the non-Jews. We're the brothers and sisters that, that God put in his word that said, all will be saved. Not Jews will be saved, or only people who live here, or this type of person, or this person that believes in this. All will be saved. And this is what Peter and Cornelius point out to us here in chapter 10. All will be saved. We just have to turn to Christ, pray for forgiveness, accept him as our personal savior, and all will be saved, just like you and just like me. So I encourage you, dig a little bit more there in Acts chapter 10. Um, it will just warm the cockles of your heart and it'll hopefully just fill you more with the Holy Spirit's love. Well, thank you, brothers and sisters, prayer warriors. Have an amazing week.